Hello again, and welcome back to Killing the Great White Male. We left off last time with the question, how do we create that world? How, how do I live knowing that there is injustice and I, I know what this injustice looks like and and I know how I have participated in it and now now how do I move forward? Because life is moving forward and waking up and then staying behind doesn't do anybody any good. So there we go. Let's uh let's dive on in. How do I how do I find an ecstatic, joyful access to life for myself that creates a world a new world where everybody is able to we're all able to exist together. Um, and it's been it's been easier for me to come at it initially from the areas where I do experience oppression. Um, simply, simply because you know, there's there's something I've really been thinking about in terms of how um, uh, when you're not invited to the court, like when there's not even a chance that you get to belong. Yeah. Uh, like which was my experience with masculinity. No matter how, what I did, no matter how hard I tried, I would never be invited to the boy club um, ever. And the fact that I wasn't allowed me to very much earlier exam it allow myself to be free from the rules of the boy club like my masculinity didn't have to be defined by by toxic horrific structures um it it was a lot sooner in my life than i think a lot of uh cis men face face that part of themselves because i wasn't invited to the club so instantly i'm, I'm outside looking at the club being like it's apparent i don't think it's that cool actually i don't i don't yeah. I don't want to wear it. I don't want to have to belong to. Oh, I don't want to belong to this club that would have me. If it would have me as a member, like I'm not wearing a sports coat and uh, I'm not. I'm not flicking my hair back like that, and I'm not becoming a stockbroker just to belong to your shitty club. It it, it allows me to put myself outside of myself like that. Um, and also, there there's there's this um, movement to deface whiteness, which I think is really important and work we have to do. But I think we also, as white people, need to do the work for each other of then finding new things to plant in that composted soil. Like we not need to just appropriating uh, other people's shit, and not well, and exactly, and not relying on the work that um, people of color, indigenous people, women, trans people, gay people have done for themselves for their lives. Not just because it's shitty and you shouldn't do that <laughs> but because but because also like because the ways that we have privilege are different experiences yeah. than the than the experience of being oppressed and so their their strategies will not work um you know you like i grew up in a new age cult and they they were they appropriated so many um religious uh so many religious pieces from india from china um from south america and none of none of it and then and they just put it mushed it all together and put it in a pot and said this is who we are um these are our these are things that we like we're going to use them for us and then by using those things just perpetuated an incredibly gross system that had all the same supremacist problems i, I love what you're doing there because it it helps me understand my own, like the danger line that i walk around appropriation is 
like when people do that, when we have experiences of other cultures or other, you know, religion is just part of culture as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, when, when we have those experiences and, and they are, I mean, our experience is sacred, by the way, even though I'm an atheist, I'll tell, I'll I'll still say it. Like our experiences are holy. They are sacred. They're, uh, our feelings are incredibly real and very powerful. Uh, for me, I, I've begun to talk about that as experience. Cause when I sit in these, in these spaces where I'm the only dude in the room or I'm the only white, white person in the room, it's like, I get to see glimpses of parts of myself that I cut off in order to be white. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, so the temptation is to just appropriate what I yeah. discover in those black spaces because it's so powerful to me. But the challenge is that's that's still problematic because it doesn't actually deal with the fact that I have to do the work, as you very rightly said, I, I have to do the work of connecting to that part of me that is cut off. Right, because the work that, um, like, say, a black person has done uh, is going to be inherently different from the work that you need to do, yeah. not, not just, you know, not just because you should do your own work and, and not steal other people's labor, but simply because you have to do the work. It's another, when we appropriate the, those modalities, it's another way for us as white people to, to just cut corners and be yeah. like, I'm really, I, I, I don't have to actually face my own fragility. I can keep the structure of the house and I can just decorate it with, um, you know, some own symbols and, yeah. and my yoga mat. That's super cool. And um, that right there is so vital because it, it reminds me that we do have to be in spaces where we are the guest, where we yes. are the ones that don't fit in. Yeah. And that, that is so vital to this, but it's not for the purposes of discovering somebody else's wisdom and then just saying, this is now my wisdom. It has to be for the purposes of finding the parts of ourselves that were always over there. Yeah. One of the ways I talk about this was being raised as very much a white musician. I was taught to read music. Oh, mm. God, I hated playing piano. Uh, I used to slam the key, the piano cover on my fingers because I couldn't get them to work right. Like, Ooh. it was just, it was horrible. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I like the toughest thing for me when I got to the point where I was singing opera was figuring out how to do the melismas, the run, you know, the, the part that everyone thinks is ad libbed. It's not, it's, it's fucking rehearsed as hell. And you take and every, anyone who knows the, the aria that you're singing will be able to identify, oh, that was, uh, that was Pavarotti. 82 uh you did his little thing there um because you have to listen to these records and part of the challenge there is that there is original work here um that we don't always have access to so all of that but every time i've i sit down to do improv work it's completely gone i i know all of the i've come back to music several times in my life professionally like been able to do it at a professional level um and it but improv work is always like the set is sit down to do jazz drumming and, and I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I do rock beats just fine, but like how to let myself feel into what the clarinet is doing right now and maybe dance with it a little and, and be willing to be wrong. Are you kidding me? I spent my whole mm-hmm. life with the, with the notion that fucking a 30% batting average, you wouldn't even know what fucking song I was playing. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's white music. Um, so for me, one of the things I hear from jazz is the part of me that was cut off. Yep. Right? Yep. So oh, th- yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about is when we're sitting in these other spaces, we have to be sitting in spaces where, where we are a minority, be- but we have to be doing it from the sense of how are we recovering self in this space? Because we've paid a fucking price to be a white man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's really there's really um, an important piece here about how it, it's a really about showing up authentically and fully. Mm. Um, yes. It's an incredibly important part to to listen, to be present, to bear witness, um, but be willing to do it with your whole self. Um, so this is where it gets very, very, very tricky because um, you're not there. You're not there in those spaces. Um, where where you're in a minority to to burden <laughs> to burden them with your emotional processes yes. uh, where 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 your privilege um, intersects right yep. but you are uh, you, so so I think we as white people can get this idea that like um, we're here to be performative we're here to um, uh, to parrot what has been what what we've heard being said we're here to um, support uh, every allegation that is made no matter what because that that's all that's what we're here to do we're here to just like lend bodies to the movement but that is denying our inherent um, role as being the problem <laughs> um, yep. we, we we're basically saying we're not those white people Yep. We we're this new white people who might as well not be a white person because we're so not like those white people. Yep. And we wind up uh, dismissing like I see that myself do this all the time. When you know January sixth happened, I my instant reaction is I'm not those people. I don't know those people. Those that's not my America. I don't know those guys. I don't know her, you know, like um, but then I'm like, I do know her, man. I know all of these people. These and I people used are to be them. I, and in many ways, I used to be them. Like, um, these are, I grew up in a right-wing New Age cult. Like, I know these people very intimately. And where my, I think that this is an interesting conversation to negotiate. Like, I don't particularly feel like it's my job to engage with TERFs on a regular basis. But where my privilege is undeniable and and un, um, untampered, like with my whiteness, I'm like, I don't get to abandon these people because it's my work to help <laughs> to be with white people and to um, not to tolerate their nonsense, but to it's my job to engage with them, not because I'm um, I'm doing it for black people though that's part of it i'm doing it for the larger world community but i'm doing it for my own i'm fighting for my own soul i'm fighting for the soul of (laughs) of the of of everyone on the planet and our um our i what i see is very hurt people like i don't have the luxury of being of saying that they're monsters i guess is what i'm saying i don't have the luxury of saying that they're monsters i guess is what i'm saying when Katrina said that, my world just broke open internally because the number of times that I viewed myself as a monster, it, it 
well, it easily outnumbers the number of times that I've viewed anyone else as a monster. So this one for me really struck home. Because it's this both and. There's this part of me that has to be able to look at my experiences and say, you know, that was fucked up. I don't care what kind of hurt you've been through, right? Because the hurt that I've received is no excuse for the hurt that I give. And at the same time, not condemning the ways I was a privileged fuck. Um, The ways I still am a privileged fuck. So... Not viewing myself as a monster, not viewing others as a monster. There's a muscle there that, I don't know about you, but I need to work on. Um, so I guess I, I deeply appreciated her her comments around that. So, there you go. Look forward to next time. Talk to you soon.